welcome to the Master Slave Lifestyle Podcast. Here we'll interview real people living the real Master Slave lifestyle, all consensual and all in different ways. And in this episode, you can't make a decision when you haven't done anything. Because all you're making your decision on is what other people are telling you about. If you look at the journey as in how do we get to the end, you're always going to say we're never going to make it because there's just too many roadblocks that you see. And I'm like, I told him, it's like, make a little map. How do we get there from here? This is masterslavelifestyle.com. So hello everyone. In this episode, I have Master Cage from San Jose in the USA. Master Cage is the master of a poly household for the last 18 years. Sir, um, a, a very big welcome to, to the podcast. Thank, thank you so much for coming. Thank you very much for having me. So as a first question, could you just explain to the listeners who you are? Um, so my name is Master Cage. Um, been living in California in the U.S. Uh, all my life, so uh, kind of a native here. Uh, got into uh, kind of bondage play at an early age, the age of 16, um, and then in 2003 is when I ventured more into the uh, master-slave realm, and that's kind of where I've been residing ever since. So I do both um, bondage play um, we have our own dungeon here, uh, so I do both the play and uh, the master tape lifestyle, and I also do uh, online training and in-person training for people who are interested in the sl- in the slave lifestyle as well. Thank you. And and when did you realize you were a master? I probably started thinking about that in. Um, late 2002, early 2003. Um, and honestly, um, I went back and forth on whether I thought I was really into that type of role or not. Um, you know, <laughs> making, making profiles, deleting profiles, making them again, that kind of thing. It was finally in, uh, probably October, 2003 that I finally set up the account and went with it and actually started talking to communicating with other people regarding the master slave lifestyle. And so you, you mentioned this, this period of time a couple of times now. So, so what was special about this year that that's have brought you into the scene as it were? Um, I think I was getting more involved with the uh, dungeon play, uh, subs and that kind of thing. And I think it just kind of became a natural progression. Like, you know, I I like being in charge and I seem to do good with the control factors and stuff like that. So it just kind of seemed like a natural extension at that point. So, 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 so you were already on the path as it were, and this was like the next step along it. And you mentioned that you were thinking about it a lot. So, so what was the um, doubt that you were having at this point or, 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 or the resistance if it wasn't doubt? So I, I, I think it was, it was probably more on the doubt side than the resistance side. I think it was just, a, you know, am I the type of personality that can really tell somebody else what to do and expect them to do it just because? Um, I've never been, I never considered myself a sadist, so punishing slaves is not necessarily my thing but i understand that it needs to be done when it needs to be done so it was kind of that balance between all of those mental focus points that kind of led that decision yep it's the right thing to do at this point thank you for saying that and could you explain to the listeners a bit about your mastery so how would you describe your mastery and what would a let's say a slave or a sub experience kind of serving you 
So I think my equivalency here basically would be kind of a mentorship, but also a ownership. Um, I tend to like bondage, uh, domestic side, somewhat sexually active, although it's not a big deal in, in the household per se. Um, so I'm kind of expecting a slave to kind of really understand that they are a slave and what that means. And then I can help bring out that in them saying, okay, you want to be a slave. I'm looking for a slave. How do we get the interaction to the point where we're both comfortable with each other in our roles? So that's kind of the way I approach things from the master-slave perspective. Thank you. And could you tell me a bit about your household? Uh, so currently I have a partner who goes by the name Sir Bear. Um, we've been together since 2004. Um, he actually started off as one of my slaves and then became my partner. Um, we've been together since then. And then we have a current household slave, uh, um, goes by the name of Max. And he's been with us since 2016. Thank you. And um, I mean, how have you found like bringing in a third person into the household? Was it something that was easy or was that something that required a lot of work to actually get working with all three of you? So I think overall it was fairly easy. Uh, in the beginning, um, I had a different slave to start with and Bear came in as the third person. So we've kind of had that third person mentality for a while. Um, and then my first slave left and, and Bear became Sir Bear and my partner. And then we kind of dropped a little bit of the lifestyle for a while. And then we started searching for that third person. Um, kind of the interesting thing is now that we've got that third person, we've actually started looking for a fourth. Um, and we're being a little more specific on that one because this one, you know, now it's fitting into a three-person dynamic as opposed to just a two-person. So a little more complications to do with. <laughs> Could you give a bit more information on, on that? So, so, so how, how are you starting to become a bit more detailed? So I think it's, it's moral at well, first of all, obviously the personality conflicts, we can't, we don't want to deal with in the house, but secondarily, I think it's just a figuring out what everybody's uh, role within the group will be. Um, you know, if we're going to have two slaves in the family, you know, each one's going to have different tasks to perform, different projects to perform, um, and things like that. So I think it's just a matter of getting that, uh, role dynamic down and you know is there going to be an alpha slave and a beta slave or are they both going to be the same level or rank um, and that kind of stuff just going forward really interesting and uh, how um how much does your current slave have input into what you're looking for at in the moment Um, I would say, well, I definitely get him involved. I mean, I do all the preliminary like screening. And then when I decide that I like some person, I will have him talk to my partner and have him talk to the slave just to get that general personality conflict potential out of the way. Um, and then usually at that point, we would schedule them to come in for a day or a weekend or something for what we call a meet and greet and go from there and figure out what's, um, if we want to proceed further. So it's a lot about the chemistry and the, um, how much everyone can fit in with each other. Yes, definitely. Uh, there, there was a few things that you said before, which, um, I just wanted to kind of check. So you mentioned about dungeon play and this was one of the, um, things that then moved you more into being a master. Could mm -hmm. you, could you explain a bit more about what you mean by dungeon play? Um, so for us, it's more, um, all kinds of bondage, um, 
and all styles um, don't necessarily have a specific, I'll call it fetish for a particular material or a particular item, but um, leather, heavy metal, um, we build our own wooden devices as well. Um, so it's kind of a wide variety of things. Um, and that's again, we have a lot of play with external bondage boys, for lack of a better term, um, that come in for a few hours or overnight stay, uh, stay in the dungeon, play that way. Um, and then we've also got the interaction between myself and my slave when we get into the dungeon as well. And sometimes I'll have him help me with the uh, boys that are coming in and sometimes um, I'll just do it by myself. And then I've allowed him to actually have a couple of people come in and play with him and he play with them um, on occasion as well. So it's kind of a, an open dynamic situation depending on what everybody wants to get out of the experience. And um, one one of the things I want to check. So um, quite often, when let's say someone like me looking for twenty four seven master, you will notice that a number of masters are into pain, but I have noticed a number of masters are into bondage as well, and it tends to fit into one or on the other. And what is it about bondage that um, is so attractive to you, sir? I think it's kind of the physical struggle piece of the puzzle. Um, you kind of see there and say, okay, I'm in charge. I'm going to put, you know, these shackles on you or put you in the pillory and um, go from there. Um, to a certain extent, we use it also as a mean to like, you were talking about pain play and stuff. We do do a lot of um, impact type play. Um, we have different devices available for that. Uh, the shackles, like I said, the pillory. We do have a bondage table that we use. Um, and then various instruments, canes, whips, paddles, spanking, bare hand, open hand, um, that type of thing. So it kind of all works together. It just depends on the experience we're trying to bring across. Thank you for sharing that. And... Um... As, as you've been talking, one of the themes that's coming up for me is about growth. Um, is growth something that's important to you and your slaves? I believe so. Um, I, an example of that I can actually give you is our current slave came in pretty much as, as a household type slave. Um, I mentioned we do a lot of... Uh, uh, bondage equipment built with wood and stuff. And um, he really didn't have a whole lot of experience with uh, any kind of building or wood, woodworking skills or anything like that. Um, so I actually taught him how to do that. And now he's constantly coming up with, oh, I've got an idea for this. Oh, I've got an idea for that. <laughs> so it's like, it's like we always make, the, we have this little bucket that says, okay, these are future projects that we might want to pursue how cool so yeah i think you know you, you bring in your own set of stuff and then we develop where do we go from here or what's the next step like you said in the in the relationship dynamic where do we go so because one of the things you mentioned about mastery was this idea of uh, mentorship and what does that mean for you sir so i look at it in terms of I speak to a lot of people who are kind of, how do I say this, are interested in being a slave, but they really don't understand the full concept. So I like to bring them in under the idea of we're going to try this. You can't say yes or no if you don't really have the experience. You know, everybody's kind of afraid of taking that first step. So I try to give them that opportunity to take the first step. If they decide it's not for them, that's perfectly fine with me. And I'm happy they tried it. I helped them make that decision going forward. And if they decide they like it, then they can, you know, keep training with me and we can go out together and potentially look for a new master for them 
specifically going forward. So it kind of works both ways. I mean, I have I have a group of online slaves as well that I do this kind of ongoing mentorship with that eventually some of them, I believe, will actually want to go out and find a master. But for now, they're fine with me being their, their mentor or guide in the, in the lifestyle. So. I, I mean, that sounds like an amazing idea. Like, I, I've always thought if I, let's say, took a step into mastery rather than as a slave, I would actually want to be able to create and frame experiences for people to learn what it is they want. Um, because my own experience as a slave and let's say my own journey has been that there were certain things that I just could not understand until I'd experienced them. Oh, yeah, I totally agree with that situation it's kind of that it's like the old example it's a big lump of modeling clay they're not quite sure what they want you need to bring that out in them so i give them that experience and okay here's the, here's a little test take a little step we'll go to a door i'll open it you decide to walk through it or not if you don't decide to walk through it that's fine we can find another door but it's like you could just give them the one of the things I was actually talking to somebody this morning about if you look at the journey as in how do we get to the end, you're always going to say we're never going to make it because there's just too many roadblocks that you see. And I'm like, I told him, it's like, make a little map. How do we get there from here? What are the five major things you need to accomplish? And then you're looking at one roadblock at a time as opposed to all five of them trying to figure out how to work around them i mean that really resonates with me sir like one of the coaching tools i actually use you can have let's say the idea of your your main goal and then your first journey goal but then what are your next three actions and it's kind of framed like that because if you're just focusing on that end goal it can seem too impossible so you bring it to kind of smaller things you can do beforehand Yes, that's that's it exactly. You just get to a point, as I said, you know, smaller bites of the elephant. Don't try to eat the whole thing. It's the, it's like you get to that point, and then it's, and it's fine if you come to a point and you can't work around something, then you say, okay, let's form a little different path and see if we can take another detour and see if we can work a way around it, as opposed to trying to bull our way through it. So, you know, it's all in that guidance step on okay how do we get around through or over the obstacle there's many options for getting there and, and going back to something you said before about this let's say molding clay and you're then talking about a path it almost sounds like you're sculpting a path here to a certain extent i am that's actually that's one of the ways i describe it when i'm first talking to people it's like i can define the path that you're going to walk on but it's up to you to go through the doors that come out there. I can't make you go through. I can open them for you, but I can't make you go through the door. And and the other thing I, I like is, is that it's, it's not that it's this door or that's it. It's like, this is the door. Okay, you're this, struggling this, with that. Is, is there another door that we can yeah. use instead? This is, you go, this is the next logical door to go through. But it's like, if you're not ready for that yet, okay, let's find a slightly different path. Maybe we'll find another door that can get you into another room that then can get you back to this door that you can't go through right now. So it's like a little side exercise, for lack of a better term. It's kind of getting them comfort, comfortable with themselves, I guess is the way to put that. Could you give a example of such a thing um, that's happened in, in the past? So there was a door and someone couldn't go through it, and then and then a different door wasn't found. Okay, I guess we can say one of the things I'd look at from that standpoint um, is the different areas, um, such as uh, chastity, service, um, I tend to start off the journey with chastity. Um, that's kind of a big, I don't know what you call it, kind of a big mental block for a lot of um, slaves that I've talked to before. It's like um, 
what I try to instill in them is that 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 is in fact a distraction to your service. Because if you're trying to play with yourself, then you're really not focusing on someone else, you're focusing on yourself. Um, I think when they start to realize that and go, hey, okay, this isn't so bad. You know, you go through the normal routine for chastity, it's X number of days and, and go forward from there. But it's like, you know, once they actually, again, it's that, try it and see what happens. And then they realize it's not so bad. It's not the end of the world that I can't play with myself anymore and uh, that type of situation. And it's like, and then they go, okay, that's okay. We've solved step one. Let's move on to step two. Really interesting. I, I mean, the example you gave there, it, it makes me think about how as a slave, we can be very attached to our own needs at first. And it's very hard to, let's say, let go and go, oh, it's the service of and the master's needs. Would you say that a lot of the doors are around that kind of making that kind of leap into, into yes. servicing the master? Yeah, I would think the first, the first, I guess you'd say the first two doors that you kind of need to go through are one is what you just mentioned, which is how do I, how do I handle my own desires? Your needs are always going to be taken care of. So you've got to stop thinking of, you know, I need to take care of this. It's, it's you desire to take care of this. So that's the first thing to address. The second thing, the second door is the the obstacle is what are other people going to think of me? You know, it's what are my friends, my family, my coworkers, what are they going to what's going to happen if they find out? It's like, well, first of all, you got to say they're only going to find out if you let them find out. So that's pretty much up to you in most cases yes you get some subtle problems that might arise but it's like okay so how would it and i start asking those questions how do you feel what would happen if do you really need to keep your friends do you need to keep your keep in touch with your family it's like you got to get all this up front is like what do you really need to do in order to be the slave and, in, you know, in most cases, I'm not one that says you have to give up your family and you have to give up your friends, but you have to realize that they're going to become secondary to me. Yeah. So you're going to ask permission to go out with your friends. You're going to ask permission to call your parents, you know, something along that line. It's like, it's not, it's not like you just, you have to get out of that. I can just do it because I want to do it that's the mentality that you really have to get through it sounds um um this is a theme that's come up in a previous episode as well about in integration that it's not just about my life as a slave but there's all these other parts of your life as well and how do they all work together in order to become a slave well work together or work against that's the two pieces that you've got to figure out <laughs> um going going back to let's say the molding of and the clay would would you say that you're kind of shaping what's in there or the slave is shaping what's in there or is it something that's that's happening between you that that there's the ability to in influence but what actually starts starts to appear is something that might be unexpected um so I tend to start off with defining where we want to go, but then I get to this point where it's like, okay, how do you feel about this? Do you feel we're still going down the right way? So I'm always kind of checking with them, just making sure that they're comfortable with the situation. Um, especially with, with the new people coming into the lifestyle, you know, people that have, lots of experience and stuff you kind of don't have to check in with them as much because they already know what they expect and they're and normally they're just going to come out and say you know this isn't the right direction for me because they know that already 
Um, when I was looking at your profile earlier today, and I was doing some kind of research, um, there was this one little section which I was quite interested in, which was focus, focuses on trust, not fear, happiness, not pleasure, being of use, not being used, discipline, not punishment, obedience, not just submission what you can do for others, not what they can do for you. And this really resonated with me. Um, how did you come up with this, sir? And was, was there a reason behind it? Um, so it's actually a compilation of several other profiles um, and just some motivational type uh, things that I've come across on the internet. That's kind of all come together basically in that kind of a mantra philosophy. It's like, you, you got to think about it in, in, in a positive way. It's like, what are you getting out of it? You know, if, if, if your whole purpose in life, and, and I'm not discounting this, if your whole purpose in life is to receive pain, then you're not looking at discipline, you're looking at punishment. But if your whole purpose is to be, be a slave, then you need the discipline which is to set up the routine, the regimen, and all that. And then when you fall outside of that stuff is where the punishment comes back into play and says, okay, get back on track because you're getting offline at this point. So that's, it's kind of that, it's that mental part about a negative and a positive that you kind of need to differentiate between. It's strange this is a topic that's come up a lot for me recently, not just in Master Slave, but how how can we focus more on the um, positive? I mean, in terms of slavery, what is the advantage of, of, of this for you, sir? Um, well, obviously, it makes my life easier for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think in general, it just kind of, it helps keep me kind of mentally sharp as well. Um, Cause I'm creating that routine, creating the, the, the regiment that they're following, um, keeping them in line the way I expect them to be. Um, you know, and they're learning, like I said, we've already taught the slave new skill sets uh, and new dimensions that they may not have thought about coming into the relationship. Uh, and one of the examples of the skill set is such as is is the building of the um, dungeon furniture. The yeah. yeah. So our, our our latest version, which we're hoping to finish in the next two weeks, he's pretty much taken and run with it. I've given him ideas, um, and we've like reorganized things and moved things around so they're much more efficient um, and. Uh, I think he's done a really good job with that and getting the aesthetic just right. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, we'll be able to uh, launch it for all the bondage boys to come back. Now that COVID-19 <laughs> is over with, <laughs> it's been sitting idle for a year. <laughs> I, I imagine there's going to be a lot of pent up um, energy to come out. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm already starting to get the last month or so. Is, is it dungeon ready yet? Is it dungeon ready yet? <laughs> It's like, not quite. We're getting close, though. <laughs> How would you define the connection between you and your slave or slaves? So is it love or is it something else? What is the connection that exists between the two or many of you? Um, overall, I think it's a mutual respect. Um. Not sure I'd classify it as love per se, um, in terms of a sexual way. I mean, obviously, uh, I feel all my slave. I want them to be brethren. They all need to respect each other and understand how they fit into my community. Not specifically my household, because we're only having so many in the actual household. But you know, I want them to be able to interact with each other on that level but also understand the dynamic when they get into talking to 
both among themselves with other slaves, with other masters and that type of thing. So it's kind of balancing all of that. One of the things you um, said there, I think, twice, it was mutual respect and respect. And there are some people that think that they shouldn't respect a slave. Um, why is it that it's so important to have respect in a master-slave relationship for you, sir? Um, I think that goes into helping the slave be a better slave. Um, to a certain extent, I'm going to say be a better person. Um, we won't get into the philosophical debate about person versus slave, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, just that, just like with any person, you're going to say, if you can respect that person, understand where he's coming from, help him when he's down, not knock him down when he's up, then I think overall that person is going to become a better person and it's the same it works the same with a slave i mean yes you get into the punishment dynamic when they do something wrong but you don't do that from an angry point of view it's like you screwed up this is how we're going to deal with it you hopefully won't screw up again and then we move on from there but it's like the situation's done we've corrected it and we've moved on if it happens again, then we'll have to deal with it again. But hopefully you don't get into a point where um, you're just having repeat failures because they want attention in, their, in to a certain extent. Yes, that makes sense. Um, so, so it sounds like um, things such as empathy and building someone up is also very important um, between a master and slave as well. I think so. Yeah. It's um, getting that person to where they're, again, comfortable with themselves, comfortable with the dynamic and understand where they fit. I think if you can get those three things done, you've got a pretty good established base for your relationship. Oh, that makes good sense. Uh, is there any things that come up um a lot as a common pattern or something that sh that people should be aware of with these three things. So I know we've mentioned the um, chastity and being comfortable, you know, with friend, friends and family. But I was just wondering if there's anything else. Um, I think the one thing you kind of have to look for, especially in a long-term type relationship, is just keeping... I guess I'd say keeping that dynamic fresh. Um, yes, because you start getting into those routines and they might get a little stale after a while and, you know, start people start questioning, okay, well, why am I keeping this up? You know, he doesn't really care about that anymore. Um, so it's kind of changing that, the method or the routine a little bit so that it's not just static and you're doing exactly the same thing, exactly the same way every day. I think that's one of the things that definitely helps with that. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. Um, what what challenges have, have you had with this sort of relationship, sir? Um, I think it's um, nothing that's been overly burdensome, and at least on my part. Um, most of it's just, I think, like I said, that challenge of just keeping things kind of fresh and ongoing. Um, so yeah, like we, we do the things with the different projects that we're working on around the house. Um, so there's always an, a new project. I mean, he has, the slave has gotten to a point where he said, you know, we got too many projects going on. I'm like, okay, we've reached that point where we need to reassess that, that situation. <laughs> and I'm perfectly fine with that. It's just like, yeah, it's like, cause we've constantly got something going on. So it just kind of feels a little bit chaotic at times. And we just have to take a step back and relax and get back into the routine as opposed to doing the projects all the time. So. I see. So, so there's sort of this balance between us having special products, but also just having a routine that everyone feels comfortable in. Yes. 
it's that nice balancing act between doing the routine and doing something different and you can't have too much of one or the other or you get stale or you get confused <laughs> staleness or confusion i like that yes. <laughs> cool um one of the other things that was just coming up for me as we were speaking about, let's say, getting a slave ready to walk through the door or, let's say, building a slave up, um, kind of like I had this um, kind of feeling of shame. Um, I don't know if that's because I've just written an article about it, but I, I kind of wanted to check in with you. Is shame something you have to deal with a lot? with people that are coming into the lifestyle? Uh, yes, it, it, it's probably one of the top things that always gets talked about. Now, the interesting thing about it is, is like, they don't necessarily recognize it as being shame. They, It's, the, it's that, what are other people going to think? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, and so my first question is, what do you think? Because that's the important part is what you think, not what they think. Then we start getting down. Okay. How do we change your perception? If that's what we need to do so that it's focused on you and master, as opposed to you and someone sitting next to you. Yeah. So, so it's, it's trying to focus on the actual your needs what is it that that you need rather than worrying about what other people are going to think right so i think that that's probably the first big thing that i think everybody kind of needs to go through because i mean i went through that too it was like well what are people going to think if i've got this naked slave sitting next to me and i'm ordering them around. It's like, what are they going to think of me? And it's like, you get to the point that's like, well, I'm comfortable with it. So they need to be comfortable with it or they need to go away. It, it doesn't matter to me which way that necessarily goes, but it's like, I'm going to define my lifestyle. They can accept that or not accept it. I mean, and that's what you, you just got to get to the point where you're acceptable with yourself yes. in whatever role that ends up being. You know, and that's true of life in general. You just have to accept yourself and not worry about what your next door neighbor says. <laughs> yeah. And I, I suppose this is also, let's say, part of the journey as well, which is, okay, you might not know who it is you want to be, and you might end up saying, I don't want to be a slave. I just want to be someone that plays in bondage. But you need to go through the experiences and let go of that shame in order to figure that out. And that's exactly what I tell them when they get started. I said, you can't make a decision when you haven't done anything. Because all you're making your decision on is what other people are telling you. And that's not the that's not the position you need to take when you're making this kind of decision. Because you, you sit there and go, I want this, I want this, I want this, but. I want this, I want this, I want this, but. And as long as those buts keep coming up, you can't make the decision because you haven't gone on and tried it themselves. And that's why I tell people going in, I will take you down the path. We get to the point where you say, this isn't for me. I'm perfectly fine saying, fine. You, This isn't the lifestyle for you. You need to find something else that'll make you happy. I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't expect them to be a slave and want to be my slave specifically at the end of this journey. If it happens, that's great. But that's not what I do when I'm mentoring these people into the lifestyle that makes a lot of sense I, I i strange i was thinking about when i wanted to make my first steps into 24 7 and there's two masters in particular that really helped me in understanding myself um a master who was in portland who's now retired from the scene and um then a master in france in europe and um they kind of really helped in me starting to understand kind of things much more um with one in particular it was about understanding how how it's about service not sex 
and the other in understanding the more emotional component about how your emotions can become much more free when you have this sort of relationship. Um, one of the things I talk about, and I have my, an online academy that I'm putting together, which I will gladly send a link to you. So you please can do. do um, but I talk about the different paths. There's a mental path, there's a physical path, there's an emotional path, and there's a spiritual path. And it's like all four of those have to lead to the same basic location. And then you know you'll be happy and you can be a slave or you can be whatever. I mean, it's, all those paths are the same for any kind of decision you're making, but specifically any lifestyle decisions, those are the four things that you really need to focus on and get to because if one of them doesn't work then the dynamics just going to be off yes yes that makes a lot of sense um in the article i recently wrote about shame there was just this one quote off um someone called Brené brown and i just wanted to share it with you so and with them listeners was if you put shame in a Petri dish, it needs three things to grow exponentially. Secrecy, silence, and judgment. If you put the same amount of shame in a Petri dish and douse it with empathy, it can't survive. And to me, in some of the things you're kind of talking about, it feels like you take that role of a master that allows that secrecy, silence, and judgment to go away and to have the empathy with, them, with this potential slave to find their path without the shame having to then grow, but the shame can then reduce. Yes, I absolutely agree with that concept. So um, just moving on to a different sort of question now. So um, what would you like to see in the master-slave community, sir? Um, I think in the community as a whole, I think it's just more interaction. Um, I guess you could say interaction between families, per se. Because <laughs> um, that's kind of how I feel the master-slave dynamic actually is, is you're, fo you're forming your own family group. Um, but there are others out there that are forming their own family groups. And I think it's just more of that interaction between everybody everybody has their own philosophies and goals for what they want to achieve. And I think it's good just to share that information with everyone. And yes, everybody's not going to agree with you. And you'll probably get some violent disagreements, which unfortunately all happens nowadays. But uh, I think just sharing all that knowledge and uh, what you want to achieve and what you want to accomplish out of it, that, uh, helps the relationship in the community as a whole progress further. And if, um, I, I think you've already answered this, but I just want to kind of ask the question just in case. Okay. And, and if there's one thing you could change, what would it be? I think I basically touched on that, but I think it's, it's probably more the, I guess it goes along with the shame factor we've already talked about is kind of like the isolation it's like we all do our own things and we don't necessarily interact with everybody on a intelligent relationship level. It's like I do my thing, you do your thing, and we acknowledge each other's existence. So I think it's a little more just get that dynamic out there and, and let the whole lifestyle more flourish as opposed to just, just keeping it amongst yourselves I, I feel a lot of richness could come from that so so many different you know knowledge and things that we could all kind of um build something that could be even bigger than the individual pieces oh yes definitely yeah there's definitely a big uh, synergy involved with the more people you can get involved with the lifestyle for you sir what makes a good master From my perspective, I think it would be the understanding of the dynamic. Obviously, that kind of goes without saying, but understanding the dynamic, um, understanding what my responsibility is in that dynamic, understanding or being able to define what 
the slave's responsibility is within that dynamic. Um, and that's kind of the umbrella that I have to put out there and say, okay, if you want to fit in with my master-slave concept, that's where we need to start and go from there. Thank you. That makes a lot of sense. And then what makes a good slave? So I think it's someone who, I guess, primary thing would be the person who accepts themselves as that person, as that slave. You know, everybody has a lot of fantasies about, oh, I want to be a slave. But again, they haven't tried it, so it's like they don't really know. So I think it's accepting yourself in that role, which to a certain extent means letting go of all that shame and that dark cloud that hangs over your head and all that stuff that's preventing you from being the slave that you truly believe you are. Um, one of the things, uh, continue the thought a little bit, is one of the things I think about is people see the slave as, as, as a fantasy thing. It's like they read about it and they're like, oh, you know, oh, that would be so cool to be tied up and used for sex and X, Y, Z. And it's like, but you, they don't understand that it's really, it's a relationship thing. It's not a transactional thing. So I think it's, it's, it's that understanding of how the dynamic really needs to work as it's not a, it's not an event. It's, it's a series of events. That's the way to look at it. Really interesting. Thank you, sir. So um, we're coming up to the end of the interview now. So is there anything you would like to speak about that we haven't yet done so? Mm, nothing specific. I don't think that we haven't talked about. I would like to thank you for your website. I found it very informative and I have been passing it along to everybody who asks me about it. So, and I do have a link in my academy to your website. So I think it's a good thing you're putting together. Hopefully there are more of us like that, like that out there and we can all get together and just make this great community uh, going forward. I would love that. And thank you very much for the compliments. I really appreciate it. No problem. If you'd like to be interviewed by me or know someone who would, you can get in touch with me at the email contact at masterslavelifestyle.com. You can now support the podcast, website and Masterslave community through Patreon membership and receive benefits such as early access to the podcast, exclusive video workshops and more, along with my thanks for supporting me. There is now a free download to help you take the next steps in the master slave lifestyle, suitable for both beginners and those who want a full-time relationship. Check out the show notes for more information on both. And if you're interested in finding out more on the 24-7 Total Power Exchange lifestyle, go to the website at masterslavelifestyle.com for more information. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.